Nigeria Daily. I am Lilian Ogazi. Those are the voices of people living at the Bakasi IDP camp located along Dambwa Road, Maduguri. Insecurity challenges in Bornu State northeastern Nigeria and Benue State, north-central Nigeria, have created a huge humanitarian crisis with millions of internally displaced persons in both states. The crisis have especially taken a toll on women and children, many of whom have been rendered widowed and orphans. What is really happening in the IDP camps? Our colleague, Fidelis Maklever, took a trip to the Bakasi camp located along Dambwa Road, Meduguri, and he's right here in the studio to tell us what exactly happens in IDP camps. The investigation is basically looking at IDP, the plight of IDPs in two states, Benue and Borno. So I visited Borno and uh, uh, Benue states. Uh, basically, it was intended to unravel the reason why the internally displaced persons in these two states are living in penury, despite the fact that we do know there are interventions from government, there are interventions from uh, other organizations that are sympathetic to the plight of uh, these internally displaced persons. But you know, as it is in Nigeria, Issues of corruption and wrongdoings have uh, rendered these IDPs in the state they are. Why in Bruno State, I visited two camps. One is known as the Walker's Village Camp, located at Bolori in the state capital. And then the other one, the Bakasi IDP camp, which is located along uh, Damboa Road in um, Maiduguri, the state capital. So basically, uh, wherever we went, it was the tale of these IDPs, of despondency, tales of, uh, you know, woes that uh, talk about their plight, their um, poor feeding conditions in the IDP camps, um, their, you know, state of health, and then how they have to um, devise means of survival. The IDPs came out in their number, especially those ones that are orphans. And then they told us stories of how they had to so, uh, devise means of, um, you know, surviving. So perhaps you could listen to them. When they share these things, some of them do not have food, so they sell them and buy food with it. When they share food, they give them like one measure. How can one measure be enough? How can one measure be enough for someone with five children? They can even finish it in a day. So when they give them the things, we go to them and buy. We are just doing business with them because the food in the IDP is not enough. They don't take food inside the camp for us. Even if they take, it will be after two months, and some people can finish it between two to three days. That is why we buy these things, so that we can get what we eat. 
Sometimes when we sell, we get 100 naira, 200 naira, and sometimes 500 naira profits to buy food. We were begging before, but they stopped begging. That is why we are doing this business now. Even when UNICEF gives things to the teachers to share for the children, they take it and sell. I would love the government to help me, especially with food and clothing. I was really sad when I heard of my father's death. Life is now very difficult because even my father's relations have abandoned us. I'm not happy. I started living on my own since I was 10 years old. Life is so difficult for me. My dream is to be able to go to school and study. We spoke to a lady at the teacher's village IDP camp. Her name is Laididi. She told us how she came all the way from Baga to Maiduguri with these children whose parents she doesn't even know. Let's listen to her. What My name is Ladidi Usman. My brother married the mother of these children. We don't know where their relations are. We came from Baga. When we went to take the children, our late brother left. We met these children there also. So we had to bring them with us because they have nobody. You know, some of the parents were killed and thrown away when they went out for their normal businesses. You don't even get to see the cops of your people. We survive on the little the government give us. That's what we manage on. We can't complain on what we are given. The food is not really enough. In 10 days, it has finished. The last time we were given food was in the past two months, 10 days. We usually go to work in people's houses. Sometimes they give us cooked food. Other times they give us 200 naira or 300 naira and so, in order to get food to feed ourselves and our children. When we are sick, we go to the camp hospital. But if it is beyond here, they take us out of the camp to another hospital. But we have enough water. We are calling on the government to please take care of the orphans by putting them in schools because we are less privileged people. Now we just want to go back home and we do not have the means of doing our normal businesses in our place to be able to take care of our children. If they are taken to the school, they will have a good future if they survive. But if they are left like that, life is really hard. If it is possible, the government should please put the children in school. Those among them that have not reached school age, they should empower their parents with business capital in order to take care of their children until they reach school age. You are listening to Nigeria Daily. We'll be going on a short break. Do stay. of news you can trust and features analysis and in-depth reports that are rich that's right in addition you can get much more but how let me introduce you to trust plus where you can get added value and where is that visit the trust plus portal and subscribe you mean subscribe to become a member yes and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow. Could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now.
You are welcome back. With everything these people complained, was it in line with what you saw in your own experience while you were there? Uh, of course, uh, when you look at their plight, their conditions in the IDPs, um, you definitely agree that yes, things are not all right with them. The facilities in the IDPs are deplorable. In most of the cases, you don't have running water. Um, you don't even have food. Um, the tents are broken down. You know, when it rains, according to them, they get drenched, you know. So these are physical things that you saw in the camps. But some of the things they said, well, are things you cannot um, be able to um, authenticate immediately, but, but that is why at the end of the day, we had to, you know, uh, contact the authorities that are there to be able to collaborate or to, you know, say their own side of the story. So which of the authorities were you able to get through? We spoke to some chairman of the uh, individual IDP camps in Meduguri. The vice chairman of the camp at uh, Bakasi, no, he is the one that uh, spoke to me in confidence and uh, made mention of issues of the IDPs, female IDPs resorting to prostitution in order to survive. He refused to come on camera. Yeah, he refused to come on camera, but he spoke to me. The crisis in the northwest and northeast, he said, is partly responsible for food shortages in the IDP camp there. Because he said uh, food supplies used to come from um, those states in the northeast where you have these banditry activities now. And as a result, farmers there are no longer going to their farms. By implication, food production from the farm has dropped. Even the available one and is expensive. So getting it now to supply to the camps has become difficult, which is one of the reasons he advanced as being responsible for the shortage of food to the IDP camp. Okay. And then secondly, he also spoke about the fact that because of the absence of this food and other, you know, uh, survival means, the female IDPs there have resorted to, you know, prostitution in order to uh, survive. Why at the Bakasi camp along uh, Damboa Road in Meduguri, I also spoke with uh, the camp chairman. His name is Abacha Modu, and this is what he said. Abacha Modu, deputy camp chairman. My name is Abacha Modu. I am the deputy camp chairman. There are more than 4,000 IDPs in the four camps and more than 6,000 young and old people in Guzamala camp alone. Even though the government is doing its best, life in the IDP camp is not easy at all. We thank God as both federal and state government as well as NGOs are doing what they can. The population is high and this is what makes life difficult here. We are still grateful to Allah the Almighty, but there is no way life will be easy here. We get donations from NGOs at times, but in many instances, we have to cater for ourselves. Often, the donations come once monthly and sometimes every two months. Compared to last two years, now things are bad. The amount of food we receive has significantly decreased. Before, almost everything was in abundance. Now we receive not more than half of what we used to. As a poor man, I cannot precisely tell why. I actually don't know. We are shortchanged, but we don't know by who. We had complained severely to the authorities concerned that the food is not enough. We reported this to the United Nations, NEMA, and Human Rights, yet nothing has been done.
Our wish now is to go back to our town when the situation gets better. Boko Haram is still in control there. When things get better, we'll go back to our normal life, to our businesses and our farms, and our markets will open. We have no hope but to rely on the government. We have nothing. I am calling on the government to come to our aid. When Boko Haram sacked the villages, the insurgents destroyed almost everything. We are left with nothing. Even if we go back, still the government has the key in to resuscitate the business and farming activities in the affected villages. Okay, so while on the trip, were you opportune to talk to some government officials and what did they have to say? Sure. We in Borno, at the end of the day, we spoke with officials of government, the state emergency management agency against whom most of the allegations were made. Eventually, we had to speak with them. And uh, the person I spoke with is uh, the director of planning research and statistics. He denied the allegations, uh, saying that um, government is to provide adequate food for the uh, IDPs, contrary to their claims that uh, food supplies are in short supply. He also denied allegations of extortion and the state government has zero tolerance for diversion of food uh, stuff meant for the IDPs. In fact, the man said the governor could uh, sack anybody even for diverting a cup of rice, in his words. He, with this, uh, he didn't want to be No, recorded. no, he, he wasn't on uh, camera. Uh, he, he wasn't on camera. But uh, this, uh, he denied the allegations and these are some of the things he said. Then the other official is the Commissioner for Reconstruction, Rehabilitation and Resettlement. In an interview with him, this is what he had to say. Well, my ministry has been established uh, in 2015, based with the mandate of uh, reconstruction of destroyed communities as a result of the activities of uh, Boko Haram, which we all, we all know that Borno is the epicenter of that crisis. So it has been created in order to bring soccer to the flight of our people. It has been created to reconstruct and rebuild destroyed communities across the state. Thereafter, embark on a resettlement of secured communities uh, so that our people who will return to their to traditional homes will now pick the pieces of their lives. So that's the core mandate of the ministry. So in carrying out this uh, mandate, uh, can you tell us so far what uh, you have done in carrying out this pandemic? Well, since inception in government about two years ago, uh, the ministry, though it has been created in 2015, well, I came into the ministry as a commissioner in 2019, August, which we are about now two years and some months in office. So we are able to construct about um, 10,000 houses. And the construction is more than that because if I say the construction is the renovation of destroyed houses, either as a result of uh, burning or burning down by Boko Haram, uh, Marte has been reconstructed. Communities like Paga has been reconstructed, Banki, and so, so many other communities. In houses, new houses have also been constructed in different locations across the state. In the course of the interview, I will tell you the details of those communities. What was the conclusion of your findings and investigation? Well, from the whole investigations, what we were able to come up with is the fact that uh, these IDPs are in a terrible state of despair. You know, they are looking up to the government authorities to come to their aid and they are also anxious to leave the camps so that they could go back home. But they are tired of staying in the camps with the deplorable conditions of the camp. They really want to go back to their homes. They want to go and start picking their bits and pieces together. 
they want to go back to their farms. Those of them whose uh, education has been disrupted, they want to get back to school. So essentially, these are the things we uh, found out and principally the element because in every investigation, what you try to do is to establish a wrongdoing. And so that element was uh, clearly established from what we were able to unravel. Uh, yes, there are sharp practices that uh, you know, denying these IDPs the you know, right or the uh, ability to have access to provisions that are coming from government, which are also uh, provided for in budgets, annual budgets. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on bossprouts.com. You can also listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of the Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. Better still, you can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. Thank you for listening and bye for now. <music>